0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports, daily NFL podcast. I'm Will and I'm your host. It's Best Bet Show. It's our Week 9 Best Bets. joining me to break it down, to look at every game, most every game, and talk about what bets we like for the coming up week. Pete Briscoe and RJ White, what's up, fellas? What's going on? How you doing? Great. I'm wearing a steely Dan hat. Can't Why? be doing... Why? Yeah. Because my hair is a mess and it was the closest hat available. What's the best Steely Dan song? Uh, Kid Charlemagne is my favorite. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't really yeah. ask Kid Charlemagne. A lot of people like Aja. This is a Gaucho hat. Shout out to uh, Double Wonderful on Instagram. Makes a bunch of Steely Dan gear. Um, you got to be really weird to like Steely Dan gear, but I'm really weird. So that's cool.
1: What is. uh? So, you got a free hat then? No, I paid. I
0: bought the hat. Okay. All right. Hey, I love you. You're not on Instagram, Pete. So, you probably didn't see this. But uh, you'll appreciate this as not only a old person, but someone who lives in Jacksonville. Old. Check out that. See that name? See it? If you're watching no. it on YouTube, you can see it. Uh, youtube.com slash pick six we we are live um every day at one o'clock usually two o'clock for the brady quinn football show that's a don larson jacksonville sons uh signed ball
1: wow yeah where'd you get where'd you get that
0: at i mean my grandfather gave it to me oh okay
1: yeah, yeah don larson. actually um up until last night he was the last guy to have a perfect game in
0: the world series i know that's I mean, why uh, he's the only that. guy to
1: have perfect game but last guy to have a no hitter in the world series
0: i don't i don't count the um the combined no-one? hitters no there's also another guy on here. It's uh Stan M something. I don't know who that is. Stan M Usual. Stan M-usual. <laughs> yes, M-usual. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Stan M-usual, Don <laughs> Larson. Same, same game. Great father got in the signature. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's the old stuff for you. Uh, the World Series going on, of course. Team no hitter, but we care more about football. And we're gonna talk some football now. Week eight. Did you go seven and zero? Oh? Yeah. You would, you would, you sweat the board seven and oh? Yes. What do
1: they say about a every once in a while a blind squirrel finds an blind, acorn. blind hog finds an acorn. I found one.
2: Man,
0: congrats! You, Pete. You, what you, is happening here?
2: It was a fantastic week by Pete, but you can tell it was like a pretty profitable week for betters because even Brinson got over five hundred. <laughs> <laughs>
1: By the way, I got lo- I got lucky. I'll, I'll admit it. I got the late touchdown by Washington, and I got a late touchdown to cover my teaser by the Texans. So I mean, look, you get them sometimes. You get them, sometimes you don't.
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was doing pretty well. I think I finished like second in my like like friends' like picks league or whatever like that. We run it on TBSports.com. Like you pick every game against the spread. I was like, man. I was like, I might be making a move on the experts' pick page, and I go there, and it's like everybody was like eight and four or something like that. Like you know, that was a worse uh Worst job. I was actually the worst out of us this week. Again, four and three, though, over 500. RJ, five and one. So you guys. Uh, we killed yeah. it. <laughs> that. Uh, you hit the parlay, too. Oh, that's right. I did hit the revenge parlay. The, uh The spite revenge parlay, which is hilarious that like we had not hit a parlay in two years. And then I bust out this stupid revenge parlay. Really just to spite you and YouTube and an and EK and it actually hit which is uh, unbelievable and we, I It was we,
1: the Saints it was the Saints
0: Saints um the uh you didn't let me have Gino although he would that would have hit too. It was the Saints the uh was it the
2: Vikings? Washington was part of it.
0: Wa- Washington. Pete, <laughs> Washington was Pete's idea cuz it was like Yeah, revenge. No, it was my <laughs> it
2: was my idea that was,
0: was, that was really, RJ's idea. Yeah, well, we falsely
2: credited on the, the the recap pod. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Pete did not say that. I said my fault, that. My fault.
1: Way, we got lucky for that one. That's another one got lucky. We got lucky.
0: Yeah. Uh RJ now 27, 19, and one on the season. Pete 27 and 20. I am 21, 28, and two. Gross. Uh, we will be, of course, running back the revenge parlay this week until it loses. Um, and there's an obvious first spot for revenge. When the Vikings visit the commanders, the Vikings are three and a half point favorites on the road with a total of forty, three and a half in the return. I think the first game back in Washington for Kirk Cousins is a Viking. That didn't seem right. Is that right?
1: No, I don't think so. But
0: NFC opponents you would think they've been. Now
1: wait a second. Who's the revenge game for? I think Cousins against Washington. Okay, well Taylor Heineke was once with the Minnesota Vikings.
0: <laughs> I can't take both <laughs> sides. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And I in think fact, it's... the reason he's in Washington is because um what's his name? North Turner's kid took a liking to him.
0: Scott Turner likes him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think the I think it's the Kirk Cousins angle, and I say Kirk Cousins on purpose because Bruce Allen once famously called him Kurt in an interview when talking about whether or not they would sign into a long-term deal instead of franchise tagging him. And it's like, dude, you, you, you drafted the guy, and you've known him for like five years. You know his name is not Kurt Cousins. Like, that is so disrespectful. At any rate, uh, this line is actually down to three, uh, minus 120, so couldn't move back up. Pete, what do you like of this Vikings-Commanders game?
1: Okay, three straight wins for the Commanders, five straight for the Vikings. That kind of makes this a big game, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, and that's a problem for one. Oh, stop! Audience. It's one o'clock.
0: It's one p.m. Man, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I'm taking. I'm taking the commanders. I, I think they're starting to play much better. Uh, I think Heineke gave them a little bit of juice. Um, you, you know, Wentz was playing poorly. I think the defense is playing better, and I think they're going to play better here. I'm, I'm going to take the commanders plus the points. I think they win the game. So uh, on our thing, we, we had it. He had Billy had it wrong. It was my. It's plus three for Washington, not minus three.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's, it's Minnesota minus 3 on the road, correct? Yeah. Of course 6 and yeah. 1.
1: Yeah. Washington's one of my best bets. I'll take him as one of my best bets. Okay. In a teaser. In a teaser. Okay, and yeah.
0: we'll get to the other leg of that in a
2: second. Um I obviously I'm going to have the Vikings in my revenge parlay, but RJ anything here for you? I did check while you guys were talking. It is his first game back in Washington. He's only played Washington once, and it was at home uh, since he's been in Minnesota. So huge revenge spot there. You know, the fans will be out in full force in Washington <laughs> where they have little home field advantage. So oh, uh, I don't
0: know. Actually, uh, sorry. You know what? That reminds me. The other game in the revenge parlay last week was the Vikings. Pat P. Revenge game. And he even said he tried. He was like, I tried. He basically was like, I tried
2: harder because of, of the revenge.
1: Direct shot at that's an an indictment of him then.
2: Yeah, perhaps the Minnesota defense getting destroyed by the pass. Washington's not a great passing offense. Uh, They seen they're seen as solid on a three game win streak, which is why this has come down to three. And and Minnesota is seen as overrated by the market. That's what happened last week. Then their number came down two and a half points. I, I don't think they're as good as their record. But, um, you know, what if last week you see we saw that miracle cover we're talking about with Washington? What if they lost to Sam Ellinger in his first start? I mean, this number's probably a little higher than this, um, seeing that Washington wheels are starting to come off. I think they're getting a little bit too much credit here, but I don't really, at three. I'm kind of leaning to Minnesota, but I, you know, both these teams seem like fades to me. So I'm probably going to pass. But if it's three, especially if it comes down to minus one ten, I might go Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I like the Vikings in the spot, um, and I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine taking them in the revenge angle here too as well. Like just oh, on the money line, that'll be the first game in there. We'll see how many we can get. Um, yeah, no, no limit on how much revenge can happen in in, in the course of a weekly NFL NFL uh, schedule. You're, you're a sick man with your revenge. I really am sick. a sick man. Sick. It's sick it's man. more of a spite. It doesn't have to be full blown revenge. It's more spite. Uh, but man. I but I do like the Vikings uh, my laying three here. I think the Commanders probably a little bit, as RJ pointed out, uh, uh, overinflated. inflated, um, and I think. <laughs> The Vikings are like I, I've been trying to use this analogy throughout the the past week, but it's like last year's Vikings with with Mike Zimmer and all the craziness and their one score games were sort of like, you know, dating a, a, a crazy like a, a crazy like blonde girl who drew, like loves to like get in a convertible and like, drive, like get hammered and drive speed all around town and like just trouble brewing. Right. And this year's Vikings kind of like dating the librarian, like a nice calm everything just go about their business take care of what they need to take care of they're winning games they're not crazy they're not out of control no too, I, don't they're, know, they're, I, don't know,
1: I don't know where you're going You, you need to hang I out with more librarians yeah, just, yeah you, need, so you, you
0: need to hang need out with more movie.
2: librarians yeah i think you do while. need to hang out
0: with more librarians right um panthers and bingles well, moving on uh panthers and bingles uh bingles 7 at home against carolina uh, as you can if you're watching on youtube again youtube.com/pick6 slash Subscribe, hit the like button, turn on alerts. You can see that the juice is starting to tilt towards the Bengals here. Minus seven, minus 120 on Caesars, a total of 42.5. Pete.
1: You know, Brinson, look at the bright side. If you dated a librarian, you can go in and get a book on the birds and the bees. You can learn all about it. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, I initially was going to put Carolina in as a best bet. Um, but the more I looked at this, the way the numbers going, and the way the Bengals are coming off that loss, I decided to get off the P.J. Walker train and, and I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh, I don't love I mean, I'm going to take the Panthers, but I don't love it. Uh, I'll take the Panthers not as a best bet, but I don't love the game.
2: I have the Bengals as a best bet at minus seven. Now that it's down at seven, it's actually, it was, it's been seven and a half. And then the minus 120 is indicative of it dropping to seven minus 120. I don't think it's going to get under seven. So this is the best number we're going to get. Look ahead was nine and a half. It dropped with the Carolina offense looking good again, down to eight. And then since he laid a dud on um, Monday night, then dropped to, to seven and a half, now seven. But uh, Carolina's defense is thirtieth in sack rate. Um, they just got lit up by a quarterback who doesn't want to pass uh, in Atlanta, um, and they're comfortable passing the ball. I think if Burrow's getting time to throw, like he wasn't last week, he'll he'll put up plenty of points. I don't care if Jamar chases it, and they have good enough weapons there. Bad spot for Carolina coming off the uh, uh, overtime game, and they have a Thursday night rematch with Atlanta next. Um, you know, since he's a good opponent, so I don't know if they're looking necessarily ahead. But um, it's just a tough turnaround for them. Um, I think Walker, it will take a step back at some point. Like Pete was saying, Carolina's offense as a whole, I think, takes a step back in this game, even with the Chadobia Woozy injury. And I think Cincinnati rolls. So I like Cincinnati minus seven as a best bet.
0: I got the Bengals as a best bet as well. And uh, you know what the primary reason is? I went on uh, Nick Costos, our old pal, our old colleague, as uh, you better you bet show on Wednesday. And I got on there and they're like, I mean, you have to love the Panthers, right? You love the Panthers. I was like, what, what, are, you, what are you guys talking about? They're, they're like, they're like, they're markedly improved from early in the season. I was like, what are you talking about? And even Ken, uh, Lockie Lockerson, uh, get, he starts getting mad at me because I'm like, not showing the Panthers enough respect. He's like, dude, th- this team stakes. Like, they're not good. They, it was zero zero at halftime of that Falcons game. They went on. There were seven scores in the fourth quarter. Like it's just an aberration. Like Marcus Mariota doesn't throw a ton, and, and the Panthers don't want to throw a ton. And it just, it just sort of turned into spiraled into this crazy shootout. The Panthers, like it's great. Like, they beat the Bucks by three touchdowns. It's like well, Tampa. Tampa was terrible in that game. They scored three points, and Carolina had a garbage t- touchdown late. I, like I don't think the Panthers are very good, and I don't understand why. They're getting this kind of market respect. As RJ notes, two and a half point difference in the look ahead line. The Bengals got humiliated on Monday night, and Joe Burrow is not afraid to thrash an inferior opponent. Carolina's banged up on defense as well. I think we see a big passing game from uh, Burrow and the Bengals here. I like the Bengals minus seven as a best bet.
2: No, no revenge there, obviously. Take it off my slate then. I'm just kidding. I know. You're got You win. off a of winning week. I'm just kidding. I just like taking <laughs> no, it. I know, I know, You're, you know, know.
1: You're getting hot right now.
0: I'm due. Chargers, minus three at the Falcons. Over under 40, 49 and a half for a Falcons game. What on earth is happening there, Pete?
1: The only thing that can stop the Chargers in this game is Joe Lombardi and Brennan Staley. That's it. He's good once. I mean, they're, they're terrible. What they've done with them, I know they have some injuries, but the banged up secondary is is, is awful in Atlanta. Uh, this, you know, the, a week away from the game and the rib injury will should be better for Herbert. So I, I'm going to take the Chargers. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, but I'm I'm going to take the Chargers minus the points. Um, I, I just think this is the where they got to get it going, and I think this is where Herbert will get it going. Even if he's got guys banged up on the outside, there are guys banged up in that secondary more so. So I think that's even more of a problem for the Falcons.
2: Yeah, you know, Atlanta might be getting healthier in the second in the defense. Um, you know, we'll look at, we'll monitor the injury report as the week goes on. Chargers might not have Keenan Allen. He gets the bye week and somehow gets worse. Um, so that's one of the rare instances where you see quarterback getting worse with his health during the bye week. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Even if they're throwing a Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter and whoever else. Uh, I think you have a guy named Bandy on the team, which is which is a fun name. Um, I think they'll they'll run up the score here. Atlanta can't play defense at all. Atlanta's. I would lean to the Falcons on the on the spread though. Atlanta's a P.J. Walker miracle bomb away from being seven and one against the spread. But that Chargers offense going to have a field day against the defense, no, because they don't get sacks either. So any worries we have with this Chargers offensive line with the injuries they dealt with earlier in the year don't come into play against the Atlanta defense. The Chargers defense, 32nd in rush yards per play, plays right into what Atlanta wants to do. Atlanta uh, the Chargers can't get their rush defense fixed for whatever reason year after year and we know atlanta wants to come in this game and run the ball both these teams have over half their games get into the 50s offenses have the advantage in both both sides of both matchups so i think over 49 and a half is the best bet i liked it earlier in the week at 48 and a half i'd still play at 49 and a half
0: i mean this is probably going to be the highest own game for dfs purposes i think well, Actually, no, I guess uh, Miami and Chicago maybe could, could end up being in a, a bigger one because of how, how explosive the, the Dolphins offense has been. Uh, regardless, like I, I think you'll see a lot of people c- sort of flock to this game because of that high total. It's crazy to see, a Fal- like the Falcons are not afraid to throw it five times and their total is 49 and a half. Um, as Pete mentioned, the Joe Lombardi, Brandon Staley factor, Like I'm taking the Falcons as the best bet and it, it is partially because of the Joe Lombardi, Brandon Staley factor. They don't do what, they don't, Cater their offense and to to Justin Herbert which is insane like they have crazy one of like the five best young quarterbacks in professional football maybe one of the three four best whatever, whatever it see he's he is an elite talent I was dead ass wrong on him coming out of college Pete was right I don't like saying that but it's very similar to you know you saw what happened at Oregon they're not they didn't use him correctly and and by the way uh look what's happening at Miami i'm just saying maybe uh maybe the coaching staff might not know how to work with quarterbacks at any rate the chargers are doing the same thing with Herbert, and atlanta likes to hang around in games and the chargers love to let people hang around in games they are terrible against the run the falcons should be able to pound the ball even though they're sort of down on the depth chart i think atlanta keeps it close enough i will take the falcons as plus plus three. sean
1: payton will get the best out of him next year oh you think that's where he's going I think that's a that would be an ideal spot for him. We talked about uh,
0: we talked about Sean Payton with uh with our with our guest Kay Adams the other day on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on. The I got the Falcons the best bet as I mentioned that the next game that we will discuss the Packers at the Lions. Packers minus three and a half over under 49 and a half, some big totals on the board this week and Aaron Rodgers laying a very small number of points relative to what you might expect coming into the season in Detroit, Pete.
1: Yeah, this one was a tough one for me. I I, I thought I saw some good things out of that Packers offense in the second half against Buffalo. You know, Romeo Dobbs did some good things. Um, I, he hit some shots down the field. So I, I, that's encouraging, but I mean, how encouraging three, if it was three, I'd say green, Bay. I'm, I'm going to take green Bay anyways. I'm not taking Detroit, but I, I this is a tough game. I'm going to, I'm not playing it as a best bet, but I like the Packers if I had to play it.
2: I'm playing it as a best bet. I like the Lions. This It was Miami minus three and a half last week at Detroit, barely covered. Green Bay is nowhere near as good as Miami. Detroit's offense looked back against Miami after two tough defensive matchups, so I'd say Detroit is better than what we what we going in the last week than what we saw then. I know they lost T.J. Hawkinson in a trade. He doesn't move the line for me. He's been getting four to five targets a game. I don't think that that's that's something. He's a difference maker where you need to move the line for him. Green Bay's defense struggles to defend the run where Detroit has been effective with their running backs. If the offense for Green Bay is ever going to get back on track, it's going to be in this matchup. And if they can't do it here, then. They and good night to Aaron Rodgers, I guess. But I think the Detroit defensive line may be able to get some wins against a shaky Green Bay offensive line, which hasn't looked good the last few weeks. Um, so I like Detroit plus three and a half as a best bet, though. I, if you're listening, I wouldn't play it right now. I think you might be able to get Detroit plus four as people maybe play a little bit too much into the Hawkinson trade and people want to be on Green Bay. So I think you might be able to get four. Um, so I would wait, but I like Detroit in this game.
0: Sounds like DeAndre Swift is a maybe for this game. Uh, he didn't practice on Wednesday. Um, he only had five carries against Miami. Dan Campbell then later said that probably gave him one too many carries, and that he was uh, just not there. Swift said he doesn't even know if he'll be a hundred percent, you know, by like at any point this season. But like, not like anybody's hundred um, percent. So that, that's just something that's a you know something to think about when you're when you're when you're factoring in Detroit. I, I still I like the Lions too. I don't have it as a best bet, but I, I mean, it kind of feels like they're begging you to take the Lions at three and a half. But the Packers aren't good, and the Packers didn't do anything in the trade line to get any better. And it, it, I sort of lean towards the over here as well. But we've seen the Packers. You know, we, you saw that drive against Buffalo on Sunday night was like, what eight, play, no, eight plays six plays, eight plays, forty eight yards. You know, six and a half minutes and no points scored. I mean, just you know, just a this offense is just a problem. And the defense doesn't look that yeah, great. Yeah, but
1: the Lions' I, defense is historically. The Lions' defense just yeah. horrific. Yeah. yeah, so like, like it, the Packers
0: it, I, should be able to run on them. I should be able to do a lot of things on them. If they
1: get, like, like RJ said, if they don't do a lot of things on them, they got major problems.
0: Well, I think they got major problems. Uh, I, yeah, I would lean towards the Lions, but not taking it as a best bet either. Let's take a
2: break. And when we come back. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too.
0: Bills, minus 12 and a half at the Jets. I'm just kidding. There's no revenge here, I don't think. Uh, over under 47. I'm actually not seeing a lot of revenge. We might not be able to get a parlay out of this slate. So if you see anything, please let me know. Uh, Pete, do you like the uh, Buffalo laying 12 and a half at, at, at New York?
1: I mean, if I had to pick it and play it, I would, I would play Buffalo. I wouldn't play the Jets. I'm not play, I wouldn't play Zach Wilson the way he's playing. He's awful. I mean he's a, he's the guy's a spinning top. Every time he takes a snap, he goes is like I'm gonna try and find somebody open. It's terrible. It's bad quarterbacking right did you, now. Did you
0: hear his did you hear his quote by the way after that game? He said he's like he's like a lot he's like, you get out there and you know, there's just nothing there. You know, there's no no nothing open. He's like and you know, the past few weeks I've been just throwing it away and you know, taking you know, just taking my medicine. He's like He's like, that just gets kind of old, and, like, it's it's not fun. It's like, bro, you can't just, like – Well, basically, he
1: threw his receivers under the bus, and he threw the yep. offense under the bus, and he should throw himself on it because he's not playing well, period. End of story. Uh, Buffalo didn't look great the other night. Uh, in the second half, they kind of went through the motions. I think they'll get back on track here. If I had to pick it, I am I hate laying a big number, but I'd take Buffalo minus the points. Not a best bet.
2: The Bills tax is in full effect. We saw it with the Chiefs a few years back where you get three points on the line. Regardless, I have my power ratings have this line at at minus nine. Doesn't mean I'm rushing out to play the Jets, but their defense is in elite territory right now. Third in yards per play, top five versus the pass and the run. They surrendered 225 plus pass yards just once all year, 261 to Cincinnati. So they could limit this this very, very good elite um, Buffalo passing offense, I think. But the offense for Buffalo is good enough to overcome any matchup. So you can't really like trust you. You can't expect them to ever have a bad game. They did take their foot off the gas versus Green Bay. You worry about them doing the same thing here. But you can't expect Zach Wilson to rally back for a cover like you can't Aaron Rodgers. Um, I liked Green Bay last week because I thought they could get to the back door. If the Bills get up by 13 at any point, I'm not sure Wilson gets to the back or Buffalo may just need 24 to cover here Buffalo games haven't top 48 all year their highest scoring game was at 41 to 7 Tennessee game um I think this game will be lower than that and it's going to be something similar to when they played like the Steelers and it stays under so best bet under 47
0: uh and as you know as already pointed out the best bet 47 obviously we take the you know when we when we make our best bets, we have to lock the lines in. This has dropped down to 46 and a half. So it would behoove you to perhaps take it now or sign up for Sportsline, sportsline.com slash join, use promo code white, and you can uh, you can get all of RJ's picks and get alerts for when they go up so you would be able to get the best possible number. Uh, really, Just real quickly on this game, Pete, um, there has been like people, Ryan Wilson particularly is like suggesting that they should bench Zach Wilson. Um do you think that's kind of a No. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't I don't think it's a viable idea. Like you have to see what he Give does. him a, yeah. I mean give him a, give him another couple of
1: games. I mean, the guy missed some time this year. He's been really in the second season. That's absurd. Let him play. Yeah. Well, now, if he if he keeps doing what he's been doing, then you got a decision to make. And that
0: well, means it, once you bench him by the way, he's done. Yeah, he's done for like his career with the Jets. <laughs> like, like it's over. Um I also think that um It's kind of silly with the idea. It's like the Jets rebuild has happened faster than they expected. So they have to like ditch stuff. It's fine. They're not that they're not like rebuilt. Like also they were never built in the first place. Anyway, Colts at the Pats. Pats minus five and a half over under 40 here. As Sam Ellinger makes his second career start in New England against Bill Belichick. What could go wrong?
1: I'm going to take the Colts and the points. I think they can physically run on them a little bit. And not only that, you know, we always say a young quarterback against Bill Belichick, but we saw a young quarterback who could move against Bill Belichick a couple of weeks ago, and he had no defense for him. He's had problems with guys who can move. Sam Ellinger can move. He can get outside. He can create with his legs. He's not Justin Fields, but he can do some of those things. And, I'm just not sold on the Patriots offense. I mean, you know, RJ talked about it last week. They didn't do much at all. And, and so I don't know if they're going to do much in this game. So I'll take five and a half at home as a best bet. I'll take the Colts.
2: Yeah, they won last week, but the offense was held under 300 yards. Again, you know, I don't know that they're any good. I agree with you there. Um, Indy's defense, eighth in yards per play, third in rush yards per play. Think they can make this a rock fight? And there's too many points. I would lean to Indy as well. And Indy's offense looks solid in Ellinger's debut. If not for the two fumbles, they had six yards per play. And it, you're right. It seems like an offense that can mimic what Chicago did if they there, study the tape and, and and you know enact a lot of what they did um, against New England's defense and try to do that there. Of course, Ellinger isn't Justin Fields. Very, very, very poor man's Justin Fields. But but you can have success in that make it a close game, make it a three point loss if nothing else. So I would lean to Indy at plus five and a half. And if you like it, probably get it now because I think this line goes down before it goes up
0: yeah and if you if you go back and look at the first or second year quarterbacks who have either beaten belichick or have given the patriots trouble um he's like 30 and six i think against against those guys um it is primarily and predominantly uh, mobile quarterbacks who who typically give him trouble like a russell wilson i think russ didn't beat him but came close and then deshaun watson same sort of deal uh you know justin fields we saw the if 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 the colts cater their game plan to using Sam Ellinger's legs against New England, it should provide a little more opportunity for the Colts to score. I'm gonna take the under here. I don't think any team, either team is interested in trying to score. I think they're gonna run both teams will run the ball a ton, uh, try and pound it. Long drives, eat up clock. Belichick does not have this offense cooking at all. I mean, Matt Patricia, you know, this is it's fine, um, regardless of who the quarterback is. And and I think that the Colts and Frank Wright will be very much invested in not exposing <laughs> Sam Ellinger. Uh, exposing Sam Elijah as little as possible. So I like the under in this spots as a best bet for me, the Seahawks, Eugene, what's his middle name? I can never remember. Zero. Name. Eugene, Cyril Smith, junior or the third heads to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Cardinals favored by two here. Pete a surprising. Maybe a uh, total, another total 49 and a half. Man, some points out there this week.
1: It is a little surprising, uh, but I, I do think this one's going to get a little loose. Um, I think there's going to be some points scored. You know, Seattle's defenses have played a little bit better. Um, Arizona's defense has also played a little bit better. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Seattle as second part of my teaser. I mean, I'll, I'll take them to eight, get more than a touchdown with the Seahawks. I, I think the way they're running the ball, you know, the way they're going to be able to throw the ball against this team. And I just think that they're the play here. I, I wish it was like three, three and a half. I would have taken it, but I'll, I'll take it as a part of the teaser at plus eight.
2: It was a little higher than this. It's come down a little bit. Um, you know, quick quick line move there. Arizona still being overvalued. This was the case when these teams met a few weeks back. I said Seattle should have been favored in that game at home. I think Seattle might deserve to be favored here at at the Cardinals. Um, but this earlier Seattle win wasn't as wasn't really dominant, despite what the score said. Arizona just failed in several high leverage spots, and their pass offenses look good with DeAndre Hopkins back. They put more in the slot last week; it really helped them out. Kyler in that earlier game rushed for 100 yards in the Seattle game. Is he's still tough to defend? Seattle has a tough spot. They head to Germany next, where you know you can't get much worse of a travel spot if you play in Seattle than Germany, half a world away. <laughs> um, so I I think the value. I do think the value is on Seattle here, but with that tough spot, it feels it feels like Arizona might like sneak out and get a win despite what the power rating is saying, despite the strength of the teams. So I'm with Pete. I'm teasing Seattle as well just to be safe and so they don't have to win the game outright. They just need to stay within seven. So Seattle plus eight, first part of my teaser. If I told you, all right, over, under, Seattle to Frankfurt, nonstop,
0: seven hours and 52 minutes, over, under.
1: Oh, it's over that. It's way over, over that.
0: Yes, yeah, way over. It's ten hours and fifteen minutes. That is yeah, a long ass long. flight.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't care. I don't That's care true. how you're flying. That's a long way. And I mean, the good news is you don't have anybody. Hopefully, doing you know knee highs, uh, through through the aisle. You would think so they got you know, rid so. of him.
1: They got rid of him already.
0: Yeah, they traded him in his knee <laughs> highs. <away.
1: laughs> Otherwise, some of those Seattle players might have tripped
2: them.
0: <laughs> That's actually. <laughs> oh! oh! the
2: Russ um. might be qu- questionable. Parentheses Atlantic Ocean. So I'm not halfway through. <laughs> it's like, the fight, the door just opens. I don't know what happened.
0: Um, yeah, old Russ. The uh, I want to take the Seahawks as the best bet. I mean, I like what y'all did with the teaser better than taking the Seahawks outright. I, I was a little tempted to take the uh, the over as, as well, but um, I, I just think Seattle's a better team. Yeah, Hopkins, Hopkins has made a difference for sure in terms of Kyler. Uh, but as we all know, Call of Duty came out last week, and therefore Kyler is maybe not completely immersed in the playbook. I, I, just, I think Seattle's a better team. I think Seattle's just a good team. Like, I, just, I don't think it's a fluke. And I, I love hearing Pete Carroll come out and support Geno Smith by saying that um, he's like, he's like, look, this isn't, he's like, this is what he is every day. Like, this is not, we're not expecting any sort of regression. Like, we're not expecting this to just completely fall apart. This is who he is. Love hearing it. Give me the Seahawks as a best bet. Titans and the Chiefs. Chiefs minus 12 and a half. The Titans are, by the way, The Bills are the one seed in the AFC. The Titans are the two seed. The Chiefs are the three seed. The three seed is hosting the two seed and are favored by 12 and a half points in the total of 45.5. Pete.
1: The Titans, to me, are we know what they are. They're all about Derrick Henry. Give him the ball and go. Give him the ball and go. And I think that's going to be good enough to keep him in this game. And and remember, they beat him up last year. The Titans beat up the Chiefs last year. And I always but I always go back and this is why it gives me a little bit of caution but I'm not I'm throwing it out This time. I remember when the playoff game a couple of years ago they were dominating him and then got blown out because they couldn't stop him. This Chiefs offense is good but in that offense. So I'm going to take Titans plus the 12 and a half as one of my best bets. I think Henry keeps them in the game running the football and uh it, it, you know if anything they get a backdoor late or something but I think they're going to cover the 12 and a half. I'll take it.
2: Yeah, the two-seed is what you mentioned with Tennessee. They've won five straight games. Uh, this is how they did it. They beat the Raiders by two at home, a Raiders team that is among you know record-wise worst in the league. They beat a Colts team on the road by seven that uh, ended up switching quarterbacks pretty soon after that. They beat Washington Commanders on the road um, you know, by four, and they switched quarterbacks. Um, I know injury-wise, but who knows if he still gets a shot back. They beat Indy again at home by nine, uh, so good job with that. And then... They beat the Houston Texans by seven in Houston, so it's not very you know impressive wins for Tennessee no matter they're winning. Now I know you got to just beat play the people that the schedule makers put on your 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 schedule, so you know you can't can't fault them for that. But they don't seem very good. If Tannehill plays, he might be able to do enough with his arm to cover, but I, I, with his injury, I'm not even sure that's the case. If it's a Willis Chiefs, likely win in a Um So I'm probably staying away from this game. It's a huge number though, so um, Pauline is probably to Tennessee, but I don't love it.
1: By the way, R.J. that that's a Colts team. They beat twice that the Chiefs lost to, and it's also uh, a, a Raiders team that the Chiefs beat by one.
2: Yeah, but that with that Chiefs result was weird. Chiefs should have won yeah, that game. A bunch of weird stuff happened
1: there. I know, but I'm just saying you can do that with every team.
0: I mean, it basically boils down to like if like does this how much does this line move if Tannehill plays because he was limited Wednesday, so it, it feels like it's probably baked in that he's going to play. I
2: would say so. I think you got to make him number I think fourteen. I think yeah. I think this is he's playing. Okay. Um, I mean the, the thing about this game
0: though is like if if the Titans get Derrick Henry we' get, get him rolling and can Stay sort of on like on pace, I guess is is the is what I'm trying to say. Like in other words, like they they can't afford to be forced into situations where they are con- where they're throwing for the entire second half of this game because they will get absolutely throttled if if they're forced to do that. And the Chiefs, you know, you see Andy Reid just really puts it into like third gear and like runs, to, you know, gets downhill, um, burns up clock in the second half when he's got uh, a lead like that. I could see that happening here. I it's a huge number. It's so such a big number that like I'm. Probably just going to take the Chiefs uh, in our picks, but I, no best bet on this game for me. Ravens at the Saints. Ravens minus two and a half over under 48, Pete.
1: I'm taking the Saints to win this game outright. Uh, I, what I saw on their defense last week, and again, it was against the Raiders and they sick Devontae Adams, but that offensive, that, they looked like they had 12 guys on the field the entire day. It was amazing. That, that's the defense I expected to see all year long. The corner, Taylor, the rookie, he's playing outstanding. Um, I, when you look at Pete Werner's playing really good football, the front guys are playing good. They were all over the place. They were blitzing and stunning, and they had no answer for them. And you can't do that against the Ravens, but I think they have enough talent on that side of the ball to limit that Ravens' run game. Uh, you know, Andrew's status is still up in the air. We'll see how that goes. They're limited in what they can do passing the football. So I'm going to take the Saints as the best bet. I think they win the game outright.
2: Yeah, they finally showed up. I think it might have been more than Devonte Adams that was sick, even though he was the one that was on the injury report, the key guy. But it seemed like everybody was kind of sick um, in that locker room. Uh, so th- – the Saints defense finally showed up. Does it outweigh the previous three weeks? They gave up 11 touchdowns combined to Seattle, Cincinnati, and Arizona. But they are elite versus tight ends. I don't know that they've given up a touchdown to a tight end all year. And um, I think fantasy points-wise, they, they have the best you know fantasy points allowed to tight ends. And we know the Baltimore pass offense relies heavily on tight ends. Even if Andrews is limited, they're going to throw it a lot to Isaiah likely, um, especially with Bateman out. Um, but you know, all five Baltimore wins feature less than 225 passing yards anyway, so they can win with the run. Um, but if that, that Saints offense, too, they continue to be effective likely getting healthier at pass catcher in this game um injuries might skew this downward i think the line does move down i might lean to baltimore if it gets lower than this but uh for now at two and a half i think the saints like Pete is saying is gonna have a good chance to win this game i'm gonna keep it close at least so i have them teased up to eight and a half as a second leg of my teaser
0: yeah that's a pretty good look on that teaser i would uh I'm not gonna copy it because that would be pathetic but uh I, I
1: think he doesn't want you he does not want you he coming. doesn't want, me. I mean, yeah, yeah, doesn't want yeah, me yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah stay away I know, I know i know um man i'm, I'm looking at this late i can't i don't think i'm gonna find another revenge game i think there's only one revenge game it's just the kirk cousins gonna kind of lay the juice so on you have home. no part you have no parlay though. there's no parlay hey we're not gonna force a, a revenge parlay if there's not one um revenge is a, it's a dish best served lukewarm the i would lean towards the saints i think um the Roquan Smith, I think Roquan Smith is going to be a massive difference maker for the Ravens. Like people really don't understand just like what a great player he is and and how much he brings to a defense. His ability to like get sideline to sideline, it's going to help stop the run. Um, I think I think it'll get the entire Ravens defense just sort of juiced up a little bit more than it has been all season. Help the secondary, of course, uh, but I, I don't know that it's necessarily going to. Um, like pop off immediately in this game. Uh, I'll take the Saints. I'll probably take the Saints getting points at home, but um, not as a best bet. Uh, Andy Dalton should be able to throw on, throw on this secondary at least a little bit. Uh, curious to see if they get Michael Thomas back. Although, as you guys pointed out last week, that really matter who they got playing for him. It's a defense that really makes the Saints roll. Rams at Buccaneers. Bucks minus three. Forty-two and a half. Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady, two future Hall of Famers, getting a total of 42 and a half. Unbelievable. Well, one, one Hall of Famer. Two future Hall of Famer. One. One. Utah, get me two. Uh,
1: this is a game for get right for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is it. It has to be this. <laughs> they have to get right here. They will get right here. That's a bad Rams team. That offense is bad. Why the hell did he have Cooper Cup in the game at the end of the game last week? Hey, by the way, Kyle Shanahan was no better. He had Christian McCaffrey in the game late, too. Uh, that makes no sense to me. Uh, you got him hurt. You know, his status, it looks like he's going to play, they say, but we'll see how effective he'll be. I just think this will be a matchup of the Bucks' defense getting it. We're going. Uh, I think the Rams' offensive line is putrid. That shows up here. I'll take the Bucs as a best bet minus the three.
2: The Rams offensive line 28th in sack rate, Tampa Bay's defense second in sack rate. They're going to get all over Stafford in this game. Two worst rush offenses in the NFL by yards per play, so these teams should be passing. So good luck for for, uh, Stafford there. Rams dealing with a cup injury that also hurts them, lack of reliable weapons behind him. You know, Allen Robinson hasn't paid off yet. Tampa Bay's defense overall, fourth in pass yards per play, while the Rams defense is 25th in pass yards per play. Very m- big mismatch there, considering these teams should be passing. Um, Tampa Bay, I know it feels like they're they're down in the dumps, and they might not make the playoffs, but they're still in the thick of the AFC South race, even with all their losses. The Rams are likely more down in the dumps, you know, not thinking that they're, they're, their stock is as high after two losses to San Francisco, because, you know, you don't have the tiebreaker there. I have to trust in Brady over Stafford right now. Tampa is a better team. I think this line should be at least five. So best bet for me is Bucks minus three.
0: Yeah, I mean the the no, somebody asked in the comments, is this a playoff elimination game? And I got asked that a couple times this week. Do you think that not you know, in the
1: gonna, not in the South it isn't? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, right, right
0: exactly. Like the Bucks could the Bucks could get it. The Bucks could win the division. It's like six ten and one. I mean, yeah, they, no, you know, like, not in
1: the set, not in the South.
0: Yeah, in the West, it's a lot tougher. Obviously, you know Arizona playing better as we mentioned with. DeAndre back Seattle, you know, looks like a totally different team. But even, that,
1: even then they're not done. I see. I agree. I mean, I don't, what if they, Arizona beats, what if Arizona beats Seattle? Then you're still back. You know, they're no, they're still.
0: I, I also think too, that like the NFC, as we thought it was going to appear as, as clearly like completely different. I mean, you have a, you know, you have a Tampa team and a green Bay team that aren't very good and aren't challenged. And a Rams and, team. And a, and a Rams, Rams team. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but there's a lot of open, Spots in the playoffs, and we've got you. Know, you've had the Giants who are playing really like like. There's going to be some room to sneak into the playoffs on the back end of that NFC. I think if 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 the if one of these teams can get going, Tampa obviously can still win the division. Um, I would lean towards the Bucks here as well. The Rams are a mess on that offensive line, and if Cooper Cup can't go, I mean, does this does this line move to five if Cup can't go? It's got to, right? Yeah. I mean, he's well, no nope. else they throw
1: into. Him? Well, Van I mean, Jefferson's back now, but he did nothing last week.
0: Yeah. And I mean, he's not a primary Robinson, option.
2: Yeah. No cop in this offense it completely dissolves. Ten, ten targets for something Ben Skoronic, <laughs> something, something Five more game. five
1: more uh picks for uh <laughs> Stafford, huh? Mm,
0: wow.
2: <laughs> Fortunately he's already got his bid
0: in to Canton, so he doesn't have to worry about it. All right, Dolphins at the Bears. Dolphins minus five over under forty five and a half, Pete.
1: You gonna send out some send me some tweets that I had or from earlier in the year that just like all those. Somebody said of,
0: that to me. They said, "Please talk about this tweet." I didn't know. And you know what? I I
1: talked about it to myself on on Monday. I was oh, yeah. wrong about. It. I've been wrong about him. He's played outstanding. Uh, I I didn't you see this happening. Him, yeah, I did not see this happening. He's been outstanding. Now the Lions are like playing a seven on seven game. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what it is. And, and so this will be a different challenge for him. I'm still going to take Miami, but. Let's see how this all plays out when you're on the road, outside, slower turf. Uh, I know the Bears aren't great, but let's see how it plays out there. But I'm still going to take Miami. It's not a best bet, but I will take the Dolphins.
2: In power ratings say yeah, this line is too light, but this Miami second straight on the road. Could be a windy day in Chicago. I don't think the, there was there was thought it could be an extreme windy day early in the week, and now the totals creeping up, so people I think are, are a little bit more optimistic about the weather conditions there. If it is super windy, I think that obviously favors the Bears' run offense, run and run centric offense over what Miami can do through the air, especially with Tua's arm. The look ahead was Miami minus three and a half. Miami barely covered at Detroit. I think getting Chubb is a huge deal, so you move the line maybe a half point for that. Um, Chicago's defense is bad, you know, obviously not as bad as Detroit's, um, even after the trades. Um, I, I think bears can probably keep it close. My lean would be to the bears, but I think if the wind is fine, it's going to keep going up and you might be able to get bears at six.
0: Yeah. It, are the bears, the bears? We had this argument on, um, Tuesday's trade deadline recap pod, uh, Wilson and breach tried to suggest to me that the bears are not tanking and are indeed trying to make a playoff push. Uh, by virtue of their trade for Chase Claypool, despite the fact that they traded Roquan Smith and... um,
1: uh, yeah, But Roquan Smith was a contract. That's all that was. They don't want to pay him. He's not worth the money. Okay. He's an off-the-ball uh, so you don't, linebacker. So you, don't think, you don't think they're tanking? The I don't. I think Do they're trying think to build something. something. You get a you get a young receiver for your quarterback. That's they never paid for him, though. They never paid for oh, him. They, they, well, I mean, the the Ravens
2: overpaid for Roquan Smith, too.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying, I just, I just thought they gave up too much for for uh Chase Claypool but that's just me
2: they had to beat out the Packers for him I mean yeah. what if you let him go to the Packers and all of a sudden you know you're you're looking up at the Packers the next couple of years because Aaron Rodgers doesn't retire because he has Chase Plus, Claypool
1: you so. have a speed guy in Mooney and now you have a bigger guy in Claypool like I
0: think Claypool is a really nice compliment to Mooney and fits with what Justin Fields does best yeah. like you know, the playground style you know vertical element I, I I don't disagree with any of that I just think they ever paid for him. that's all
1: Claypool's problem is and he would have fit perfectly in Green Bay he doesn't always know the plays.
0: Mm. Supposedly, ooh, some indictment. Raiders, finally, finally, what? Short slate. Look at this. Look at us. Raiders and the Jaguars. And some revenge on Week Nine here. Uh, Raiders minus one and a half (laughs) for under forty-eight in Jacksonville. Pete.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Jacksonville's the play here. Raiders being on the road back to back weeks, but man, they do some really stupid things. The Jaguars across the board. Coaches' decisions, quarterback's stupidity on the goal line, why you're rolling them out when it's first and goal from the one, I don't get it. Did that a couple weeks ago. Late hits that lead the first downs and lead that can keep drives going. They don't know how to win. But I think this is a spot where you can start getting better and play, play the game that you need to play. ETN's emerging as a star. The Raiders stink up front on the offensive line. Jacksonville's pass rush hasn't been great, but I'm going to take Jacksonville minus the points. I'll take, or plus the points. I'll take them to win the game.
2: Yeah, Jacksonville unable to close games, but their biggest loss was by eight in Philadelphia. I mean, they're they're competitive in all these games. You just don't, don't know how to win, you know, when it comes down to it. Uh, Vegas offense missing last week now has to face a top five rush defense in, in yards per play, um, which could be big for that that offense because we know how much Josh Jacobs has been a factor over the last few weeks. But Vegas also has a good rush defense, um, so you know, the counter the ETN factor. And Carr, to me, is worth trusting more than Trevor because Trevor still isn't there, you know, with his development. Um, maybe chalk up the shutout to the illness through the Vegas through the Vegas locker room, I would lean to Vegas here at minus one and a half, but don't love you these seems.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I just can't back the Jaguars anymore. Like, I just can't take these L's on these on these Jaguars. Well,
1: things. I didn't take it as a best bet, but I would pick them uh, just because uh, I, yeah. I can't take the Ra- after watching and studying that Raiders team last week. I How I did know it you shut sick.
0: out in twenty twenty two?
1: It was it was awful. It was awful. Derek had I mean, forty three passing they yards didn't and get half get across midfield until Stenham came in the game.
0: It's crazy. Um Is there any chance McDaniel's gets fired? No. I, I don't think so either. I mean, the the two names that people keep being like, they're going to fire these guys, is like Cliff Kingsbury and Josh McDaniels. I, I just don't think those two franchises are going to pay multiple, like they don't want to pay two coaches who they just either hired or gave
2: an extension to. I mean, it depends on if Sean Payton says he wants to be in Vegas, then they'll do At, whatever they need to, to to get him there. But they won't fire him. I don't, think
0: Sean, him looking they, for I don't this. think Sean Payton would want Derek Carr.
2: Yeah, I don't think so either.
0: I mean, just Josh, is Josh McDaniels going to want Derek Carr after this year? You can get out from his contract. Good question. You saved, I think it's $26 million in salary cap space by getting rid of him? I mean, I could see Sean wanting Justin
1: Herbert in a big way.
0: You're saying that with a wry smile on your face. Because I think he's going to be the coach there. Okay. All right. If they don't make the playoffs,
1: playoffs, Staley's got to go.
0: I would tend to agree with that. You. that would be three years with Justin Herbert, no playoffs. That's,
1: imp- that's- then, you know what he, then you know what he could do? He could go play Madden football the rest of his life and go for it on fourth and two every time. Oh! Ho,
0: ho. Savage. All right. No revenge parlay. Maybe we'll get revenge in week 10. Not enough,
2: uh, not enough out there. Look at lines. RJ, you have two of them, though. I like Chiefs minus nine and a half at home against the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars getting three points more respect in Tennessee is weird, even with the quarterback injury to Tennessee. Um, Jacksonville continues to disappoint. I can't see this line closing under 10, especially if Kansas City goes, that takes care of business. So Kansas City minus nine and a half is one pick. The other is San Francisco minus three and a half against the Chargers. San Fran is off. So this comes down to how the Chargers look this week. And they talked about the injuries there on the offensive side. Uh, Atlanta might be a little bit stronger defensively with their injury injury guys coming back. Um, and and Chargers are expected to win that game. So if they just do another, you know, win a close game, that's expectations there. If they lose again uh, in a game they're favored, I think this line might go up a little bit. Um, so with two weeks to, to get um, Christian McCaffrey fully integrated into the game plan for San Francisco, I think people are going to want to be on them on this game. I don't think it's going to get down to three. I think it could go up depending on how the Chargers look. All right, love it. That's for Week 10, obviously. Week 9 best bets. Wrap it up. Here are Pete's
0: best bets. Chargers minus 3. Titans plus 12.5. Colts plus 5.5. Commander Seahawks teaser. So you get both of those guys up above a touchdown. Uh, Saints plus 2.5. Bucks minus 3. RJ's best bets. Cincy minus 7. Detroit plus 3.5. Tampa minus 3. Buffalo, New York under forty seven. Clipper and Clippers. Jeez. Clippers? Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the LAC. I used to do a, uh, a Chargers-Clippers parlay in college on Sunday nights whenever they would play. Uh, Chargers-Falcons over 49.5. Teaser of Seattle and the Saints. So Seahawks plus eight, Saints plus eight and a half. And my best bets, Cincinnati minus seven, Atlanta plus three, Seattle plus two, New England under 40. I didn't really love the board this week, did I? Um, I guess I'll – can I toss in the uh, – am I going against anybody? If I take, I'll, take, I'll take the Vikings uh, minus the points as well um, just to give myself a fifth best bet. And that is it. That's the show. Short slate, six buys this week. So not a ton of games to cover, and we knocked it out in like 45 minutes. It's like maybe a world record for this podcast. Just the way well, we go. want you to do it. That's only right. one or two, two digressions. That was good. I know. You know, know,
2: like I know.
0: Baseball in there? You know. Yeah, well, then, what happened is they installed this um, in my chair. There's like a like a shock thing. So like if I start to go off on a tangent, they can press a button, and it like, shocks me back into it. Well,
1: then, you know what you ought to do? You ought to put that somewhere where the sun don't shine so when you're late for it, we can buzz you. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. whoa. <laughs> All right, I'll do it for us, <laughs> It's a family show, Pete. <laughs> for Pete, for RJ, I'm Brendan. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys later.